Good morning. It's Wednesday, the 2nd of June. It's the Your Harrogate podcast, sponsored by Hacks, with me, Nick Hancock, and our Find a Job Week continues on Your Harrogate. Today, between 9 and 10 on the radio, we've got Cedar Court Hotel and Hugh Rice Jewellers. Gavin from Hugh Rice Jewellers on Parliament Street in Harrogate coming on the air to tell us about their opportunities. Tomorrow, it's Peter Banks from Rudding Park, and you can see more at yourharrogate.co.uk. And on a related theme, our guest on the podcast today on Zoom is Sally from Limelight HR in Harrogate. So, Sally, thank you so much for your time here on Zoom today. And I'm sorry I was late for this Zoom as well. Very, very naughty of me. So, Sally, tell us all about Limelight HR. You're based in Harrogate, but tell us a bit about how long you've been going and all about the company. Sure. So um, I set up the business about five years ago. Um, I'm originally from Harrogate, but I lived down in London for 10 years or so. And I was working with a lot of big um, media brands like BBC, Guardian, Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, working in their in-house HR teams. And I decided to move back to Harrogate. So I wanted a quieter pace of life uh, and to be back near family. And just thought it would be great to take that kind of experience and expertise, but work with small local businesses who don't have the benefit of an HR department because they're not big enough to warrant it. And I could give them all of that knowledge and expertise, um, but in, in a way that just suits them and works for them. And it's going really well. And you're based in Harrogate Town Centre, aren't you? Near to, fairly near to East Parade, is that right? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and obviously there's, there's so many challenges for businesses at the moment, so many challenges for individuals, but so many challenges for local businesses around the Harrogate district at the moment. And actually some of them are really positive, aren't they? There's actually quite a lot of recruitment going on at the moment. Yeah, I've been really lucky because everybody assumes I must be doing an awful lot of redundancies and furlough related work, which there has been some of it, of course, but it's been really uh, positive to see how many small businesses are actually recruiting, if not for the first time, then actually still doing some substantial new recruitment uh, because their business is actually flying. Um, so it's really nice to be involved in that and see that. And to people ring you up, I'm imagining particularly small businesses or startup businesses, and there, and there have, been a, have been a lot of those um, over the last sort of 12 to 15 months. Are they a bit nervous? Are they a bit scared about, about recruitment and, and, you know, the pressure of, of, of having staff working for them? Yeah, it's really interesting because they're really excited. I mean, it's it's that tipping point, isn't it, where you're you're moving into the world of taking people on and getting help with the things that you found difficult to do yourself or you haven't had the time to do. So it's a really exciting next step, but it's one that seems to fill people with dread. And I think it's two things. I think it's one is that concern about what if it's not the right time and how do I know I'll definitely be able to pay for them and um, support them. And then the other side of it is just not even knowing how do you go about a recruitment process? What questions are you supposed to ask? What do you need to be careful of? What do you write in a job ad? Where do you advertise? It's all the little things like that that feel a bit overwhelming if it's not something you've done before. So you put together a bit of a pack with all this stuff in? Yeah, I put together a recruitment pack just because I was getting these kind of questions quite often. 
Um, and it's a lot of information to share with somebody in a quick phone call. Um, so I just thought if I could give them all a guide that they can read through in their own time, as well as all the templates, the things like the interview questions, um, scoring grids, what things to look out for in your job ads, how to avoid discrimination, uh, anything like that, all those sorts of things that all the things I've helped people with over the years, I've basically put it all together. So they should have everything in one pack. And what other challenges are there? Obviously talks about furlough. People have kind of got used to that and, and furlough and flexi furlough is still going to be with us for some time, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, there's a couple of things that are really important for businesses going forwards. Uh, one is how you mix the changes that were forced on you because of furloughing um, or, or changes in the business and how you manage going back to, um, I guess, the old way of working, but in, in the way that that will never be the same again, because we've now realized how many people can work from home, how much more flexibility you can offer, how much more trust you can put into your staff rather than expecting them to be sat at the desk in order to do a good job. Um, but it's managing, how do you still give that flexibility, but still get some people back into the office and have them around. There's also the element, I think, which has become really important for most businesses, which I'm pleased about, is the well-being and mental health side of things, um, which, I mean, I've obviously been banging on about it for years. You've, you've got to create a happy workplace. You've got to create a place where you support people, uh, where you look after them, where you make them enjoy coming into work, um, and that's how you get the best out of them. Um, and finally, because everybody has gone through these kind of difficulties and it affected the, the country as a whole, um, now most businesses, I would say, recognize the importance of looking after people's mental health. Uh, I get a lot more questions about what kind of things can they introduce to make sure that they're looking after their staff. And is it, is it difficult for businesses and, and the people that work in them to sort of draw a line and sort of say, well, we're over the worst of the pandemic? Because it is really, it's such a, that there's no actual point is there and say, right, this is over. But but where, where businesses want to kind of move out of a kind of hand to mouth reactive situation where they want to take control again and they want to reset and stuff is is that hard for everybody to kind of get their heads around right that's done we're now moving on a bit yeah it's really difficult and I'm, and I'm not sure it's really possible I think what I found was um businesses were doing a lot to keep people going all last year and then when it got to December January and that lockdown came in it was almost a breaking point for a lot of people because they were so sure that this year was going to be the year that they went back to um the old ways and and got a bit more of the normal life back so I think it hit people really hard when they realized that they couldn't get that back. And also as business owners, that they were still gonna to have to find ways around things. Um, there's a lot of pressure on them to, to find ways to look after the staff and to keep the business, uh, you know, so that the business can survive through all the difficulties. Um, and I think probably what is the healthiest way to look at it is that this is just a way of things being going forwards. Um, and if, as, as a business, if you can find a way to consistently be flexible and open to change you're actually going to do really well in any environment because whether it's COVID or something else there's always going to be challenges 
So if anything, hopefully this has taught businesses that they need to have plans in place and backups and they need to have people that they can rely on to get support and advice. Um, they need to be forward thinking and not just, like you say, be reactive. Um, so hopefully, although it's been difficult, hopefully it's, it's taught businesses something that will help them be more sustainable in the future. And everybody's personally going to come out of, of um, COVID and the pandemic. Everybody's going to come out of it at different times in different ways, aren't they? I think that's something that, you know, as a kind of, as, as people, as a collective, we've got to sort of get our heads around the fact that um, we're not all going to, you know, feel normal. We're not all going to do things at the same time. Everybody's going to go at a different pace, aren't they, really? And depending on what the last... 12 or 15 months has been like for you personally and what may have happened to you um, with other friends and relatives and, and other other sort of family circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. And so a lot of businesses are looking at bringing in um, COVID-related policies or they have brought in COVID-related policies and uh, ways of managing the flexible working. And it's, it's one thing to get policies. That's almost a, a tick box exercise. But people are people, you you know, individuals don't fit into a policy. Everybody has their own personal circumstances. Everybody had their own experience of, of COVID, of lockdown, of furlough, um, whether they were impacted personally or members of their family, how they managed with isolation. There's so many different elements. So it's not about having those policies. It's about being open to speaking to each individual and understanding how each individual feels. And what can you do as a business to help them with any of the challenges or difficulties they're feeling? And if and if somebody feels a little bit um, that they're not engaging properly uh, or that they don't seem as positive as you had hoped or they're not raring to get back into the office, I think rather than pushing people to get to where you want them, it's about asking questions to understand why they're at the place that they're at and how can you help them move forwards. Yeah, there's all sorts going on, isn't there? And I think it's really interesting that um, you worked in London and you're talking about the BBC and The Guardian. Harrogate, I always think Harrogate has got this metropolitan feel to it. You know, it's, I mean, some people do describe it as being a bit like, you know, a bit of the south in the north, don't they? Because it is this lovely bubble which we all because it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, it, some of the sort of the London thoughts on things, forward thinking stuff that you've brought up into assessing your business in Harrogate, there must be a lot of synergy there, and it must go down really well because we're actually we've got quite a lot of sort of creative industries um, around this area, haven't we? Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And I, I think it's um, these a lot of these businesses that are fairly young and growing quickly as well. It's just a different approach to people and management of people and understanding how you get the best creatively from somebody, even if it's not necessarily a creative business. Uh, if you want to have ideas and you want to challenge the norm and, and do what you're doing in a completely different way to the rest of the market, that's what it's all about. Um, so they really want a different approach to HR. It's, it's not about having a uh, an off-site sort of phone service where you don't know the person, you speak to all different people. Um, it's about having somebody who joins your work family, if you like, yeah. and creates that really good, meaningful relationship where you can have a laugh with them and you can talk to them like a normal person and um, where they can give you some 
more interesting stuff to do with HR than just handing out policies and contracts. And, and I, I think I think anybody who's who's dealt with any HR matters, um, you know, I've been a manager, a middle manager, a line manager, a senior manager in work knows you always need a sense of humour. You need to <laughs> the laughter. You do that. Don't you? you need to be able yeah. to you need to you need an understanding partner who will listen to it all when you get home that day. That's very important. Yes. Because unfortunately, you just have to unload it, don't you? And and yes, you need a sense of humour. You need to be able to laugh through most things, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's got me through my <laughs> HR career, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear and and probably yeah I was going to say a big glass of wine on a Friday but I think that's I think that's most people I don't think that's exclusive to your industry it's it's really really great to speak to you Sally if anybody listening to the podcast wants to find out a bit more what's the best thing for somebody to do uh so I'm all over social media so you'll be able to find me on there I'm on LinkedIn um also Limelight HR is on Instagram Facebook and Twitter and the uh my email address is sally at limelighthr.co.uk uh or the website is www.limelighthr.co.uk brilliant well thank you so much for joining us and best of luck for the rest thank of the you thanks ever so much Big thanks to Sally for joining us on the podcast today and you can find out more about all the job opportunities. There are loads going around the Harrogate district at the moment. You go to yourharrogate.co.uk and click the bit that says jobs and the Your Harrogate podcast will return tomorrow. In the meantime, have a lovely day. 